Hey everybody, this is Ryan with the Circle of Dads podcast. Welcome. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for listening to our show. Thank you for downloading it and sharing it with your friends and leaving us reviews. If you haven't done those things, I, I, would, I would ask you to please take the time and do that. Download us to your device, uh, subscribe, share with a friend if you get something out of this or if you think they would, and then um, leave us reviews and ratings. I mean, that stuff matters. It just takes a few seconds, and it, and it really it really pays off the big for us. I mean, that's how we get found, uh, and it helps us grow our grow our audience. You know, if you hear anything from anyone on um, on this episode or on any of these episodes that you get something from, share it. Share their Instagram. Share them with other people. Buy their products. You know, check them out. And that's 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 how we're going to continue to grow and help each other. And and when we help them, they help us, and and everybody wins. So speaking of that, on episode thirty five, we had Scott Hambrick of Online Great Books. And what that is, is it's a uh, program to where they send you a book, um, you know, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, um, and then they walk you through the book, you know, and they kind of build you up to more complicated books. And I don't, I'm sure y'all have heard me talk in previous episodes that my education stopped pretty soon and pretty abrupt. When it comes to things like these, I've always been a little intimidated by it because it's like, damn, man, I mean, where do you even begin? And what they have done is they have made it to where anybody can read these books and they kind of walk you through and coach you through and and talk you through each of these works. And now, listeners of Circle of Dads, if you go to onlinegreatbooks.com slash circle, you'll get 25% off the first three months of your subscription and then it helps us out as well helps us you know pay for this show pay for production costs and then also we've got another partner there's a lot of cbd companies out there um it's kind of like the wild wild west everybody has a product uh they're putting it in toothpaste and beer and toilet paper and just about everything but it's hard to find good products and all that noise because where do you even begin with Berkeley gold? That's a Texas based company that's nationally recognized. They're a CBD brand who offer healthy CBD options for all of your wellness needs. Berkeley gold's current products include CBD tinctures, CBD gummies, topicals, and CBD pet products. I don't know about y'all, but if if any of y'all have a dog, um, that's a little neurotic or gets a little jumpy, like when you travel, you know, we tend to take 12 or 13 hour road trips, um, maybe once or twice a year. And we take our dog with us and Gus is, is a majestic animal. You know, he's a German shepherd lab mix. I mean, he's most fucking handsome dog I've ever met, but he's big. He's like 110 pounds. He's seven years old and he's a sweetheart. But when he's walking back and forth in my truck, just pacing across the back seat, it's not a lot of fun. And especially not if anybody's back there with him. So these CBD gummies kind of help them calm down a little bit. And they don't hurt the dog. They don't make them, they don't give them anxiety. Uh, the ones with the THC do. So if you're giving your dog gummies and they have uh, THC in them, it's not real good for them. This is a company that has all pharmacist formulated products. They don't just throw some stuff together. Everything is 100% USA organic. They're lab tested to ensure consistency and transparency from seed to shelf. If you want to learn more about Berkeley Gold, 
and their comprehensive line of THC-free CBD products, please go to www.berkeleygoldcbd.com. That's B-E-R-K-E-L-E-Y-G-O-L-D-C-B-D.com. Or you can follow them on Instagram at berkeley underscore gold and Facebook berkeley gold LTD. Also, Circle of Dads listeners, um, if you type in circle15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order, and then that helps us. Helps them, helps us, helps you, everybody wins. Okay, I got all that out of the way. And it's really, I shouldn't even say out of the way because I'm just super grateful to have partners like this and have uh, sponsorship opportunities. That means things are going good. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Circle of Dads, the space for sharing stories about the struggles and triumphs of fatherhood and learning to become better men. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back, everybody, to the Circle of Dads podcast. I'm here in Austin with my brother, mi hermano. It's coffee with Cody time. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm happy to see you, man. We just had dinner, and uh, we took the girls out to Marty's, Marty's on Lamar. And uh, I'm by no means a uh, an Austin expert, but I had a good time. I thought the food was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. A lot of people wearing masks. Oh, yeah. Times are weird, aren't they? Times are weird. Um, but, you know, um, I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm not going to waste any energy on whether I should or shouldn't be wearing a mask. Uh, I put one on uh, for two reasons. One, to keep my job site operational. Yeah, We got to do that work. And uh, two, for if it makes other people comfortable, I'm all right with it. Yeah. Cool. All right. My problem is, you know, you and I both are fucking deaf. And oh. I can't I can't read lips. And I have a hard enough time hearing people. And when they're mumbling behind a mask, I'm like, fuck, man. So that's been my only uh not my only, but that's 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 been the thing that I've noticed. That's the most frustrating. But you know, I guess we gotta we gotta take precautions. Yeah, and uh uh man, the uh, this year has been something else, hasn't it? 2020, it just uh, was nonstop, and it, it, it hasn't stopped, and it shows no signs of slowing down. So we've dealt with um, the death of a superstar, the death of uh, a Persian general. Remember that? World War Three, Dude, when that happened, um, I, I thought definitively it's go time. I was packing a bag. No shit. That night, stayed up all night. I was kissing mama goodbye. I thought for sure we were getting into something sketchy. And I was like, well, then this is my opportunity. You know, death or glory. Right. There you go. Who was that, that clash? Yeah. Yeah. So who am I to deny punk rock, right? Let's go get some. Right on. Um. Uh. Yeah. They're browner than I am, I guess. They got to be bad. <laughs> Uh, and then there's that and then that leads us into the next part of fucking 2020 you know uh um man uh, the tension the racial tension is super high and and i and i hate it um 
I hate it for a, mul a multiple, uh, multitude of reasons. Fucking whatever. Uh, it's just heartbreaking, man. To to, like, uh, I watched the movie The Help with Layla. My wife put it on for Layla, and uh, and I think it's good for her to be exposed to that, you know, mm -hmm. and to feel it from that perspective. And so it's fucking heartbreaking. Heartbreaking that somebody's gonna be judged on something like that. You know, they're a good fucking person, but they're the brown man. Not even judged, man. I mean, just yeah. uh, judged is, you fucking asshole, you're wearing Crocs in public. You know, or, but. Oh, that's reasonable. Well, yeah. Or grown men wearing pajamas outside. You're a piece of shit. Shave. You are a fucking asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? You got kids with you. It's uh, not pajama day, dickhead. They're dressed. Mm -mm. My Uncle Bobby used to say that uh, Major League Baseball players make a million dollars to look like the scum of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a fan of the beard. Um, I man, I don't know what it's like to be. Uh, I think you do. I'm mean, not like that. I think you do. Uh, so here, here's something I wholeheartedly believe is that um. Uh, it's it's more a difference of the haves and the have-nots. Um, I think that the real injustice and the real uh, the the real divide is between um, the powers that be, and it's just it's just money, it's just money. That's all, and uh, and that transcends border and color and culture, or whatever. So, um, you grew up a have-not. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think you might have. It just was called something different. Sure. Um, like, does it being called WT would that cut you deep? Now, yeah, or the even then? Then, uh, oh yeah, then I didn't like it. So that might might be the uh, equivalent of being called uh, a wet back or you know something, anything else. One of the. Yeah, man. I just um. You know, it's one of those topics that that I have a lot of opinions about, and I and it's not that I'm not I'm not I don't I don't share them because does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? Does it, it need to be, be said, said right, right now, this now. fucking moment? Yeah, and I don't want anybody to be segregated or go through any injustice. I don't want my wife or any woman to make half of what a man makes for the same job. I don't want my daughter to feel less than a man. I don't want my daughter. I don't want my daughter to get, um, um, to feel less than the skinny girls or the, uh, you know, you know whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't want her to feel bad about her body. I don't want her to feel nothing. bad about it. Yeah. But I also don't want her to get anything because she's white. I I want I want her to get things based on her merit. Like I don't want her to get um I don't want her to be able to advance through this life as opposed to one of her friends that's black or Mexican because she's white and they're black and Mexican that she gets to progress faster. Okay. I get I, it. I don't want that for. Her. You don't want that for, her, but I think you got to get over that a little bit. Okay? Uh check this out. Um I remember as a kid uh, seeing other other kids, 
who had like a fucking Mustang 5.0 in high school or drove a Z71, remember? Mm-hmm. Extended cab, nice, red, black leather interior. Be like, what a piece of shit. He's, he's just, his mom, his daddy gave him that. But now that I am a father, I would love to do that for my kids. I'd love to set them up for success. I, and I'm not going to, uh, I, I wouldn't let, allow yourself, don't feel guilty about any advantages that you've been blessed with or that she has or in this world or, or the next, whatever. Um, she she definitely has her own set of, of challenges, man. And, you know, I, I love Abby. Like, she's my own. And she has got a mountain to climb of her own that has nothing to do with her uh, what skin. So if if she gets, if she gets to... Uh, <laughs> man if life is just a little bit easier on her because she's a cute redhead little white girl then i'm fucking okay with that because the other burden just because she it, her rucksack is plenty fucking heavy anyway right she just happens to to look cute carrying it all right so let it go it's okay yeah don't feel guilty about shit don't uh you're um you're not white enough to to to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to fucking hold that guilt bro <laughs> No man, you're you're the you don't you don't pass the paper bag test. You know what I mean? You're one of us. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You got everybody else fooled. You and Caleb both got everybody else fooled, but not me. More beige than we think. You're you're a homeboy. Well, thank you for that. I guess. I oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's a welcoming thing. But and also, like, it's interesting. And let's touch on that real quick because. Um, you talk about the kids that had the Z71s and like immediately you judged them and you're like, fuck that piece of shit. So you got that halves and halves not. So you, and I was the same way, right? Um, but it's not that kid's fault. No. You know, and might've been a cool motherfucker, but you already siding on him because his mom gave him a nice truck and you didn't have one. So right there, you know, that's just, that's just judgment on your part. And I did the same fucking thing. And if you always, and if you keep that, then you're always going to be separated from other people. And then you give yourself a ceiling, right? So if you just look at everybody, like <clears throat> he's doing the best he can do. The, the biggest change for me, because I used to be real bad about having, ha- being, you know, haves and half nots and, and things like that. One of the biggest um, things that the, the exercise that I started implementing was when I see someone that has something like that, I think, man, good for them. That's fucking awesome. I don't care how he got it, but good for them. I hope he's grateful for it. Or if he's not, who cares? It took you a long time, though. Oh, fuck yeah. It took me a long time of shooting myself in the foot. Yes, yeah. I think this this is going to bleed into also, uh, uh, you said something, and I repeat it often, as often as I can. Uh, one day you wake up and you realize you've slowly become the father that you needed. Yeah. And so this is also a part of slowly uh, accepting that that kid's not a piece of shit for having something or he's just been, he's been blessed and good on him. And I'm happy for people that have, and, and I want for those that have not, you know, I'll tell you a story about um, a kid that I went to school with in Weatherford, right? He's a football stud. Um, and actually he drove, a Z 71 extended cab. I had the same reaction to his truck. Fuck that piece of shit, you know? So then <clears throat> one day he and I end up at the same place just shooting the shit. Right. 
And I think I said something that was kind of shitty about, well, it's different. You know, like, yeah, you got that pretty truck. And his response was, yeah, man, I, I started hauling hay when I was 12 years old. All through the summer. And I bought that truck with the money. He said, actually, my dad put new tires on it because he was so proud that I bought a new truck that he put tires on it for my 16th birthday. And I remember that. And I was like, I felt like such a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you were a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) But just those moments. And then even if you look at somebody that's like, say, 30. Yeah. And he's driving a Maserati. The fucking trust fund kid. Or. Hustles. Hustles. Fucking got out of school. Maybe he was this fucking... uh, Maybe he graduated college and and started a business and worked his ass off and 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 did everything he was supposed to do. And when he got his first home run, he bought that fucking car. Okay, sure, yes, absolutely. Maybe he did, and good on him. And so I'm not I'm not envious or or jealous, and uh, I'm not going to wish anything on him. But at the same time, no AIDS fire. No AIDS fire for him. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Because he's just driving by at this point, right? However, uh, I do think to myself, uh, that's a nice car. Uh, But I'd melt your lady's panties right into her pocket. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know what, man? Uh, Keep driving that car. And uh, I hope you get three of them. But uh, don't let her see me dance, buddy. Uh, You're going to break her backwards. It's going to hurt twice as bad. When you realize I'm Mexican. <laughs> you let that fucking Mexican drive that? Oh, man. Yeah. I almost told that story to Layla as we were watching The Help to relate. I was like, yeah, I got to call the fucking Mexican. But I let it go. So, I, hey, I found these notes. All right. All right. So, uh, Ryan and I, we speak often. I would say we don't go more than, I don't know, three days without having a at least a 30-minute conversation. Yeah. About anything. Unless you're, you're on drill or fucking in Israel or wherever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. on an adventure. Uh, uh, so anyway, I started taking notes so we could bring some of this to the uh, Coffee with Cody adventures because uh, we've been accused of being ignorant and uh, using the fuck word with a burning intensity. And yeah. Justifiably so. Yeah, guilty as charged. So anyway, something now. There's a picture, and uh, I'll ensure it gets posted with with the uh, podcast. But remember the painting of Pac-Man as an astronaut? Yes. Super intense. So Pac-Man is an astronaut like Major Tom, and he's having a hard go of it. Sure. And uh, the ghosts, the ghosts are people just like him. But it's his ghost, and they're after him. Uh, and Pac-Man is on the ground, just has had enough, and the ghosts are coming up on him, and he's got a bottle of pills, and they're splashed out to the side. Yeah. And that was Pac-Man. Pac-Man was just chasing the next pill, chasing while his ghosts are constantly nipping at his heels. And the only thing that's keeping him safe, the only thing that's keeping those ghosts from getting him, you got it, buddy, is those pills. That was such a fucking sobering 
experience for me to have that conversation with you. It's like, holy smokes. Because I've been there. I've been there. Trying to deafen my ghosts uh, with uh, not necessarily pills. Mine was the bottle. This wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You know, less than a year ago, I was at two bottles of tequila a week, buddy. Too, that's too much. Especially when you're only home and awake from, what, 6 to 10? That's tops. With two kids and a wife? With two kids and a wife. Man, just uh, putting it away. Um, that was, I was, I wasn't even drinking and having a good time. No. I was just drinking in hopes of sleeping through the night. Yeah. That was it. And so I would I would uh, wait really until right before bed, and I'd have a triple, bam, maybe a, a triple chase with a double. All right, I'd fall asleep, and I'd wait till about four in the morning, and I'd have an awful fucking dream, and I'd wake up. Fuck dreams anyway. Fuck, well, leave me the fuck alone. I'm trying to sleep here. Leave me alone. Yeah, I, I don't need uh I don't need uh Kathy Ireland crawling up my leg, and I don't need my my dead grandma crawling up the other side with a knife in her teeth either, right? Uh, That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't want it. I don't want either one. Just fu- leave me alone. I'll sleep and then I'll get up and I'll go to work. Yeah. And everything will be fine in the world. So, uh, I, I, yeah, fuck a dream. <laughs> Good or bad. I don't want it. I don't need it. My wife is cute, man. I'll wake up. I'll reach over there and I'll put my hand inside her tank top and I'll have just one titty. S- sweet titty meat. <laughs> <laughs> And everything is right in my world. It's like a binky. Exactly. Everything's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like to tell her, hey, girl, why don't you uh, pop one of them titties in my mouth? (laughs) 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 Every now and then she'll surprise me. Uh, Yeah, that's it. And life isn't so bad. But anyway, so fucking Pac-Man, right? Right. Wasn't that too much? No. I mean... When or did it make sense? Did it... No. When when we had that conversation... Uh-huh. <clears throat> it was one of those conversations where I missed my exit. Because I oh. was just, you know... We were deep in the fucking weeds. And I was driving down the road because that's usually where I am when we're talking. Uh-huh. And, uh... And, and it just... The more we spoke, the more it made sense. And then, like you know, he he gets the uh, he gets the big pill, and so he gets some fucking balls on him. And he turns around and he chases all the ghosts down. <laughs> yeah, gets a little cherry, whatever the fuck it is. It's been a while. Um, and then they wear off. And That's the cherry is the good thing. He gets the fruit, and he can chase off the demons for a little bit. The ghost, but it wears off real quick, and they come back faster and harder. Now they're pissed at you for eating that fruit. How dare you! So why go after the fruit at all? Might as well just eat those pills and take it nice and easy. Oh. Because the, the, the fucking cherry is the work, doing the work. Doing the work, uh, working through all this old shit. Doing the shit that we don't, we don't want to fucking do as men. The whole fucking point of yeah. this, this show, yeah. of this journey, of our conversations, is not just to talk about popping titties out of a tank top and cushy flip-flops you know it's about 
doing the fucking work that we don't want to do because it's easy to just go through your day, have a drink, come home, sit on the fucking recliner, don't communicate with your wife, don't play with your kids, don't they fucking understand, I'm tired, I've been working, it's hot outside, you know? You think you're being kind to yourself by giving yourself a break. I earned this. I earned this, I'm being kind to myself. Uh, my buddy uh, Ryan Morrell, uh, he's younger than me, but still in his 30s, uh, he says, being kind to yourself isn't taking a day off. Being kind to yourself is getting the fuck up and doing those heavy squats because it's going to make you healthier. It's going to make you better. It's going to suck while you're doing it, but it's making you better. Being kind to yourself is not having that drink. It's not giving yourself that out. It's it's a disservice. It's a disservice. It's it's going after the cherry. It's picking a voluntary hardship. You know, Darren um, and Trent talk about that a lot on the Forty Fit podcast mm-hmm. about voluntary hardship. And I think uh, Brett McKay, the guy that does Art of Manliness, that's one of his things. Is is uh, <clears throat> so for me when I feel myself getting soft or too comfortable or um, I've let life get too busy. You know, I'm not training as much or as hard. I'm not eating the way I need to be eating. Mm. I'm not taking care of myself spiritually, emotionally, physically. I'm, I'm just, just kind of in a rut. Going through the motions. Yeah, just going through the motions, you know. I'm not flirting sure. with my lady. You know, maybe porn's a little easier to look at and just fucking crash. Whatever, you know, you're just kind of getting to that rut of, 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 of things that are anchors, man. It's like, I don't do that. I've never been the one that's like, okay, tomorrow I'm starting to diet and tomorrow I'm, I'm going to fucking wake up at 5am and I'm going to do this. I just, I just fucking pick one thing and do it. And the next thing I know I'm back in the groove and everything's easier. Okay. Because if I go from asshole to angel to angel overnight, it's not going to stick and it's going to fucking hurt like hell. You know, and it's just going to be a shell shock for me. So the thing I start with is cold showers because it's miserable, but it does me a ton of good and I feel fucking amazing afterwards. And it's so simple. You just get up in the morning and get in a cold shower. It it wakes your ass up. Before you lift and do anything? Yeah, as soon as you get out of bed. Like when it's cold outside, the first thing I do is I get up, I walk outside and I piss in the backyard with the dogs and then I jump in the pool. I do that now too, but I mean it's Texas, so it's it's like bathwater. It's really, uh-huh. it's re- it's more it's pretty enjoyable. But it just kind of it's those 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 voluntary hardships. Yeah. And when I do that, man, it it kind of awakens that in me. Like, okay, I can do that. Let me do more. Some guys want to train for a go ruck, or a marathon, or whatever. You know, we need we need to drive. We need something. We need to. The guys from go ruck are the biggest assholes <laughs> on the planet. Okay. We can circle back to that if you like. But can you imagine? They said, they sold people a backpack and said, walk. (laughs) Oh, wait. Put weight in it. Wait, wait, wait. But the weight has got to be this particular weight. And we'll sell it to you. Yeah. Now. At a premium. I don't think they're assholes. I don't think uh, they're jerks. But don't, don't. Yeah, they're definitely assholes. (laughs) Yeah, an asshole. Yeah, look at this fucking asshole. Yeah, like you're an asshole if if, if you were carrying like uh, uh, 
like a, a platter of 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 drinks okay and you slip and fall you'd be like this fucking asshole <laughs> What a fucking asshole this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a different kind of asshole. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, no, good on him, man. Good on him. And I wish I'd have thought of it. Because they took normal dudes mm-hmm. and they got them off the fucking couch. They, they, you know, some dude's sitting here drinking fucking beer. He's like, fuck, man, I can't even see my dick. The wife's Ugh. like, you need, a, you need a hobby. And he's like, what the fuck am I going to do? We can't, we can't afford to get on. What am I going to fly fish? I ain't got time for that. And his buddy sends him an email. With a YouTube attached to it, clip, and he's like, "Dude, I want to do this. Come do it with me." And and he's like, "All right, fuck." So he gets a backpack and he starts training with him. Cool. And he gets fucking a hard dick for it. And good on him, man. But but these guys, man, they facilitated that. They took something that is horrible, that everyone hates. You want me to walk around with? Wait, I mean, you're in the service. Do y'all like rucking? Uh, nobody, uh, nobody has a hard dick for it. No, I mean, some guys do and they're assholes. These fucking assholes. Yeah. Uh, but nobody, uh, yeah, the normal human beings aren't like everybody has something they like about something, whatever, but rucking is just like, I guess. But I know you've done it for training. Yeah. Voluntarily. Yeah. And you felt like. I felt great about it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable. When you get good at anything, right? You. It it starts to hurt less, and you start to you catch your groove like that runner's high. Yeah, yeah, you can find it doing that. Uh, Especially if you're used to carrying around the weight of being a fucking dad, and and like your back hurts anyways. You're you're we're so used to carrying around fucking baggage, and everybody all, else's bullshit. I mean, this is nothing. Yeah, you know whatever you use in your mind to get you through it, like keep imagining your kids around the next corner cheering for you. I just got to get to that fucking tree. You know, I just got to get to that fucking lamppost. I'll take a break when I get past that lamp. No, I'm just going to go to that next. That's how I started running, dude. I was smoking two and a half packs a day. And I started running one day. And it hurt so fucking bad. Like, I would go run. And I'd run. I, a, a guy I was working for was a, a real fit guy. Older. He's a triathlete. He's a coach. And. He said, and he was sponsored by Nike, and he said, uh, man, I'll give you some. Um, man, I've got tons of shoes in there. What size do you wear? And, I mean, I could have bought my own shoes. but um, he's, And I told him, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm the same size. You, you can have some shoes, right? And usually people say that, and then that's the end of it. So I knocked on that fool's door the next day, and I was like, hey, man, what about them shoes? And he looked at me so like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he kind of shut the door and like went and got me some shoes. I'm like, bitch, you said... <laughs> but he also said man i said all right what do i do and um he said put them on that's it run eight minutes one way and come back and do that for a week every other day and then the next week do 10 minutes and then the next week and just keep going and fuck man it worked and and it got me off my ass dude and i'd never really worked out before that i mean i was fit because of my job that was before i started dating marty i was a year sober and uh, then when I started dating Marty, you know, she was going to the gym, and I'm like, oh, I like the gym. I won't go with you. I like I like watching you work out. I'll go do that. And, and yeah, man, ever since. But the but back to the Pac Man thing. Yeah, the, chasing the the the, the cherries. Right? We man, it it sucks, dude. I'm gonna tell you, dude. Like going to therapy, going to get EMDR, talking about this shit, confronting these demons of the past. 
it is not fucking burritos and blowjobs. It sucks. It's not fun. It's terrifying. You pretty much are taking everything that you've been taught as a man, all of your survival instincts, and you're throwing them out the window. And you're being completely fucking vulnerable and exposed to this person that you barely know. Right? But then what happens is you you start to um you start to react differently to things. When you're on the phone with your ex wife and something that used to fucking just get right under your skin, it doesn't even blip on the radar. When your kid does something, instead of your normal reaction, you look at her and you're like, Oh baby, you alright? I bet that hurt like hell. Man, that's that's ideal. But everybody can do it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But nobody. But you don't want to. I'm not saying you. Oh, I'm I'm guilty of it for sure. No, I I don't. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I think everybody is to a degree. Right? Uh, it's difficult to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, it, it's uh, next to impossible, man. We just had a conversation about you said you could get comfortable anywhere. You could sleep in a fucking dumpster like a bum and be comfortable. Oh, but that's uh, that's not hard for me. Uh, emotional and uh, exposing my spiritual butthole, <laughs> yeah. that's tough. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, being vulnerable is tough. Sleeping outside, uh, being lonely, being depressed, being tired, sweaty, hurt, that's not hard for me. Because I fuck, I grew up with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I that that that's not a challenge for me. That's why I can get comfortable anywhere, because I just there's a few things that I've learned that I have to have that I need, and so it's kind of almost a cop out. Like I know definitively, if I can just put my foot on Alyssa's foot, I'll fucking sleep, man. Something something she has. That she can give me. If I can just touch her. In the night, I'll sleep through the night. Hey, if she's on her side of the bed and I'm on my side, whether we're in an argument or not, I am destined to have a stupid fucking dream. Some kind of nonsense. Even if it's rad. Even if I'm uh, dreaming the movie Tango and Cash. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and everything's cool. Uh, I'm still going to be... I'm going to wake up like this. <gasps> Whoa. Baby, hold me. Fuck. Let me touch your titty. Yeah, and now I gotta go walk to the bathroom uh, with a super hard dick, and, and just I don't I don't need it, man. Uh, it's three in the morning. All right, so you can get comfortable anywhere. So I can get co- <laughs> yeah, apologize. Because yeah. you're so used to fucking being depressed and angry. And exactly. Hurt. Okay. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think your kids want you to be that comfortable? Do you think they want you to be depressed and angry and hurt? No, no, of course not. Right? Yeah. So, do you think they want you fucking going around in that Pac-Man maze until the uh, end of uh, eternity? No. They want me chasing. They want they want me on a level full of nothing but fruit fruit. All right. So, as as men, as as fathers and husbands, mm-hmm. even if you're not a father and a husband, even if you're a son, you know, a brother, Ooh, an uncle, Pac-Man. Yeah. a stepdad, whatever. Just a man, shit. Then we do the things we were taught to do. You know, you're supposed to work. You're supposed to not talk about these things. You're supposed to be stoic. You're supposed to compartmentalize and just quit being a pussy. And yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean you just start being, uh, 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 
an emotional wreck everywhere you go. And every time you, you meet somebody, you're like, Hey, I'm Ryan. You know, I, I was raped as a kid. And <laughs> I'm like, dude, uh, I'm sorry. So that was a venti cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? You don't, there's definitely a time and a place, but that those things that we, we believe that we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to act end up becoming shackles and working against us. How many men do you know that have, that have been divorced? Because they couldn't communicate, because they didn't pride, pride, or you know something their wife did um, pissed them off, and it was just it was just a big source of frustration and anger. They and let it, it fester, and it festered into a resentment, into entitlement, and she doesn't understand me. And next thing you know, you start going looking for that validation somewhere else. You know, I don't, I don't know how I fucking ended up having an affair. I mean, she was my best friend. That was my fucking lady. I don't, and then, and then you spend, and then think about this cliche. Then that dude ends up single, fucking miserable, paying out the ass for child support. An old girl's hurt for about two years, and then she moves on. And you're the one left in your shit. And your kids will always look at you like, you fucked around on mom. And you spend the rest of your life trying to make up for that shit. Like, that sh- I've seen that shit happen over and over and over again. Or how many cats do you know that fucking punched their own ticket? Because they didn't know how to fucking chase off those demons. Oh man, yeah, enough, enough. Uh, shit. Yeah, Hooper from Weatherford. Yeah, we're in the service together, and he he checked out. Yeah, because man, he just had these demons. These demons got a hold of him, man. They they got it got bigger than he was able. Uh, the job got bigger than he had the tools to 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 tackle it with poor fucker but we're we're expected to know how to do everything expect yeah we're expected to know how to handle these things be a fucking man what the fuck does that mean oh it's a bull it's a cop-out it's fucking bullshit man yeah uh. and if you didn't have a dad to, to raise you and teach you how to do it or if he didn't have the dad to teach him, and it's this vicious fucking cycle, maybe being a man is fucking hitting your kid in the face, putting him in his place, or fucking slapping, slapping the fucking old lady around in front of the kids. Daughter oh. sees that, and so when her fucking, when she ends up marrying a guy just like you, and he's fucking whipping on her, well, I deserved it. And it's just I not sure. okay. Yeah, man. So, so how do we chase? How do we get to the level of nothing but fruit? Well, man, you, it's fucking, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Like you don't, it, like you don't go from being an asshole and I'm using asshole in general, in just general terms. I mean, mm-hmm. just cause you're fucking like the guys that started go rook. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't go from that to seeing a shaman and fucking, uh, in Peru and, and drinking a bunch of tea and shitting yourself and flipping out for fucking two days. And then you come but back. Even, yeah, absolutely. You go see a therapist. You go talk to somebody. You don't, I mean, if, if going to seeing a pastor is your thing, All that's right. fine. But you know, but that unless, unless they have a degree in psychiatry or they're a licensed therapist, they can only take you so far. Oh, agreed. Yeah. If, uh, and you can't pray away this shit. No, 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 you can't. However, if you have a good pastor, your pastor has a degree, uh, a master's in theology, and they are a licensed counselor. Sure. Yeah, so that's so. those of you out there that have that, if your pastor just has testimonial 
if he just if if he became a pastor just because he was once a drug addict, yeah, maybe maybe you want to go pay that copay after all. Well, and and you know if you're talking about well, I can't afford it. That's a fucking cop out. How much money you spend on beer so you can sleep? How much money you spend? Uh, you don't sleep at night, so you're fucking groggy and shit. So you're pounding monster all day, and then you eat like shit, and then you know, you f- rinse and repeat. Or you're you're such a you're you're so fucking frustrated, and you're so uncomfortable, and you're so depressed that you spend all your money on other comforts to try to um um to try to feel better whether it's fucking you know going out on happy hour every night or blowing it down at the weekend on the weekend at the strip club with your buddies or gambling or fucking whatever it is you pri- you can prioritize what's important you know uh for me like i was broke i mean we were fucking poor the first 10 years of my business, I made so many fucking mistakes that I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't cash a check. I didn't pay myself for years. I'd take a draw. Everybody else got paid. I made sure to pay my vendors. But, you know, for a long time, if it weren't for Marty's salary, we would have fucking, we would have been screwed. Um, but, and those were some hard fucking times. I went through a lot of nasty shit and that woman stood by me. The, she's seen the ugliest parts of me. The only thing that woman has never seen is me drunk. And she's never judged me, shamed me. She fucking stood there and and fought those demons off with me, even though she couldn't see them or understand them. And you couldn't even blame it on the booze. No. That's rough. <laughs> no, I couldn't blame it on every fucking stupid thing I said or did. I couldn't blame it. That's just who you were as a person. That's what I uh, <laughs> At your core. That's just who I really am. I'm just here. I I'm am. just actually a hateful piece of shit. Bill so. Burr, when he's his, his uh, that last, uh, I think one of the last ones he did, and his wife's like, I don't know where where all this anger comes from, and he's like, You would think the twenty fucking years of breadcrumbs leaving up to this <laughs> would, would be a little fucking idea. Of, that dude's so funny. Yeah, he's brilliant, man. But it, so you just you start and you go see somebody. I don't have time. I can't afford it. Go fuck yourself. Because like, all right, I have United Healthcare for insurance. Most okay. of us have it, right? A lot of people have it. And I know a lot of insurance companies have done this. Um, I found out that we have telehealth, which is... You go oh, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, you on your phone, your iPad, your computer, you download the app, you schedule an appointment. I mean, you got a bug bite, you got a rash, you got fucking fever or something. They'll do it all. Um, they also have mental health. So the telehealth for me is free for the doctor visits for mental health. It's like $45 and you can pick whoever the hell you want to see a psychiatrist, a therapist, counselor, whatever. And they will listen to you and talk to you. And I've done it before. And it was, it was super helpful. I mean, the day and age we're in now and the climate that we're in doing shit over zoom or, or teleconference is not, rare absurd yeah people love it um so you just go talk to somebody anybody you go to one therapist if they annoy you and if you can just if you can just open go in there with an open mind and a closed mouth you know and and try not to say well this is bullshit you might you might start down the path 
So therapy, huh? There, cold showers, small steps, therapy. Therapy. And then they'll listen to you, and then somebody else will say, you know, man, I tried DMDR. Now, there are very few people that if you have any kind of trauma in your past, whether it's uh, PTSD from childhood trauma, sexual trauma, from seeing your fucking best friend's head blown off, from a horrific car wreck or hitting a kid or whatever, you know, in your car, whatever it was. Whatever it was. That shit sticks in us, man. Not all of us, but the brain knows exactly where to go. And EMDR is such a fantastic and powerful tool. It, it, it's like it reshuffles the decks, all that shit that you've compartmentalized, just kind of the brain knows which card to pull. Right. And then you work through that with an experienced therapist that has experience in trauma. Debbie Dunbar is amazing. Cause like, I mean, uh, with her experience with trauma, that's what she specializes in with the EMDR. <clears throat> it's phenomenal. That fucking girl changed my life. It, going to her was one of the greatest things I ever did. It absolutely changed everything about my life. I'm a completely different person than I was three years ago. And it's and it's even the littlest things. Uh, do you still see her? Professionally? Um, I haven't in eight nine months yeah yeah i haven't seen i haven't had the therapy i haven't needed it Hmm. i'm a little bit closer but i'm not there yet right on that i'm not ready for that step i'll take the cold showers i'll take the cold showers um i've found uh I hate to sound like a cheese dick, you know, like a a, a, a fangirl for fucking Jocko, but the discipline that uh that that's been super helpful for me. Good. Um and uh you know, I'm of the mind me personally, no you and, and you're not wrong. You're right. But I've done I've spent so many years packing this shit away and learning to deal with it to where Alyssa and I we've caught our groove. And life is good. And I don't want to unpack that suitcase. I don't want to open up that Pandora's box. My, right now, it's not good. It's not good. Um, I know it's still there and it's, it's waiting on me. Right? Uh, but I, I've, I've, I've found a way to compartmentalize and, and to pack it away. And so it's not in my mind every day. It's... it's Alyssa will tell you stories of like maybe when I first got out of the service that it was uh, I, I was difficult or, or scary or what the fuck ever you know, uh, and uh, but that that guy's out he's gone legitimately he's gone, uh, and I worked through it. Maybe I found maybe I had my own kind of Debbie at the time. For me, you know what? It was college, bro. It's college. I got out of service. I went to uh, traditional in class college at tcu and i went from what i thought i was to you know uh, you know opening my mind to different things uh social work hanging out with fucking jacob that sweet soul fucking dragon fucking dragon uh living in a van yeah 
living in a fucking but like an asshole like a fucking asshole (laughs) making his wife shit in a home depot bucket she does not shit in a home depot she's going to oh my god she's gonna shit in a home depot bucket and then she's gonna be like any wife you know like my wife is like hey would you help me with the groceries or some shit that she doesn't want to do would you mind just getting that and she's gonna be like hey that girthy vegan <laughs> log is in there waiting on you. Would you mind hauling that out? And I think it's whatever, man. I just I, I'm, I'm projecting my own insecurities. I don't want to see Alyssa's shit in a bucket. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, man. Um, uh jacob we were we were driving somewhere and we were in my truck and i had a i had that beautiful gmc truck that i got because i was single soldier and uh we're listening to i think slayer or hate breed or something like that and i was like you never heard this song you've never heard raining blood it's like americana this is a classic yeah it is it's like aerosmith even you know uh grandparents not love you (laughs) right and he said uh he said, no, I guess I was just too happy of a kid. Fucking asshole. And I said, do you think you're fucking better than me? <laughs> <laughs> See how happy you are walking in Southside by you yourself. fucking ass. And, and he would skip through Southside, too. I bet you he would have met a, a, a cool, cool, cool group of dudes. Because that's how he is. He would have came out fucking wearing a Hinchin in Mexico tank top. Oh, he would have changed them, right? Barefooted. He, yeah, he, uh, he would have walked away from a group of cholos, and they would like they would have been barefoot. Yeah. And uh, smelling like patchouli and other whatever <clears throat> slacklining, uh, and happiness. But so that that was my therapy, and I, I worked through a lot of stuff at that point and at that time. And uh, I think Layla, my my daughter, she got to see some shitty points, anger, maybe resentment, maybe maybe flying off the handle kind of dad stuff, and but. Honestly, man, um, our conversations, right? Like, while I like to keep, while I like to mask my insecurities and my pain and my trauma in humor and fuck words and titty talk and what have you. These conversations are my therapy. Sure. Right? Because uh, uh, you have a way of bringing it, reeling it in. And uh, uh, so... (laughs) The fucking therapy, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is actually uh, my my step would be like, uh, so you got your buddies. You got, uh, hopefully, God, man, life is tough. So hopefully you have somebody that you can talk to and you trust and you can show them your spiritual butthole. And uh, you got to keep, if you can keep your homeboys accountable, I think that is a step towards getting to the all fruit level of Pac-Man. That that that's that's really important. I'm glad you said that because that would have been uh, that is a step I would suggest if you're around a bunch of guys because we outgrow people. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Say you're 40 years old, right? Cut you're, that motherfucker out real quick. If you're on the back door of fucking 30, right, or whatever it is, and 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 <clears throat> you know you want to hang out with your buddies all the time. And your kids, and your maybe they have kids, maybe they don't. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're a Disneyland dad. You know, they only got their kid about three times a month, and they bitch about it all the time, or whatever. <clears throat> and and you don't feel that there's something 
back there that's bothering you about it. Like, man, I just feel like there should be more. Like, I, I feel like we're not growing here. It's time to move on. Try to bring them along with you. But if they're not, they're just not there. If they're not willing to come. So that's like, I seek out mentors. I have men in my life that are older than me, that are more experienced. Darren is a perfect example. Darren and I met nine years ago. Yeah. And uh, um, he's not an easy one to get close to. He's a busy guy. Oh, but yeah. No, no, he's super nice. I yeah, mean, and, and inviting and loving to fucking. I mean, I can't say enough good things about Darren. I mean, he's one of my favorite people in the world. Um, his, and we don't share all the same views. That's the other thing. I mean, it's not a carbon copy. It's not we're both just agreeing on the same shit all the time. But I'll come to him with stuff. And I mean, he's raised three girls, and he's got an amazing marriage with his wife. And he's super high strung and super ADD. And he'll tell you, our last episode, he's like, you know, I'm controlling. I'm a, I do this, I do that. And, you know, my wife is is the cornerstone. Like, if it weren't for her, you know, I mean, it's just part of the team. It's like my wife. If I didn't have Marty, I wouldn't be a quarter of the man I am right now. Because to have somebody whether it's your wife or your friends. I, I was thinking about it because I was having a conversation with somebody uh, last night <clears throat> and and they're having kind of relationship struggle. And they love this person, but it's just not a good relationship. There's no abuse or anything like that. It's just they're not in the same point in their life, right? And it's like, look, man, that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. They're just the wrong person for you. And that doesn't have to it doesn't have to be they're bad, you're good. It just means that we're not in the same space. We're holding each other down. Some people are either anchors or they're fucking sales. They're either going to hold you back and bring you down or they're going to help you fucking propel forward and pull you and 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 inspire you and lift you up and keep you accountable and mm-hmm. and push you and those are the type of people you need to be around. So if you've got a bunch of people in your life that are like, fuck that, man, let's go to the strip club. Fuck your wife doesn't have to know. Well, you got to ask your wife every time you do something. Well, not permission, but, you know, I kind of need to talk to her if I'm going to fucking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let her know for yeah, sure. because she's my fucking partner. Too easy. And if it's not going to make her feel good, then why would I want to do it? It's your lady. It's my lady. Yeah, I mean, even, uh, you know, um, Christ says that if uh, if a vine does not bear fruit, it's worthy of being pruned and trampled underfoot. Meaning that you don't have to just keep poisonous people in your life just because. But it's part of my vine, homie. You know, we're it's part of the, we're part of the same fa- fucking tree. We're family. We grew we're up in Southside together. We got to, you know. Nah, man. If it's not bearing fruit, cut it off. It's worthy of being pruned and trampled underfoot. You know, you have to, it doesn't do you any good uh, to get shot trying to save somebody. Right? Uh, you know, you need to first return fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to make the scene, so you set up a support by fire and then we'll get to you. But if, if, if somebody is just uh, willingly being a piece of shit, you got to let them go. Got to cut them loose, man, because you're just going to be a piece of shit. And they might not be willingly doing it. 
it, I mean, they may just be doing the best they can do. And if you try to like, hey, man, oh, I see what you're saying, but you're not equally yoked. You're going to, you're not. Well, if they don't want to hear it, like if you're like, hey, like if I'm sitting here having this conversation with you and you're like, man, you're fucking you're being a bitch. I want to talk about that bullshit. We would have never had these conversations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because like you say, I get, you get stuff from me, but fuck, man, when I talk to you, man, I feel so much better about myself after I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, uh, so this will be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> when I talk to seriously though, when I talk to when I talk to you, man, my cup is full. My fucking soul is charged. Thank you, man. I mean, you give to me as much as I give to you, and then that has what is bonded and strengthened our relationship. That is why we have this trust. Same thing with Darren. It's not one-sided. I share with him. He shares with me. He tells me his fears and his insecurities. We share our struggles. Mm-hmm. We share our triumphs. We, we share our, 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 our passions and our loves. And, and so I can look at him and I trust him. I trust him around my wife. You were asking about someone tonight at dinner. and We won't say the name. And you said, what happened with that? Uh-huh. It came down to something very basic. It turned out that he was not, and I told him this, you are not the man. You are not the type of man I want around my wife and daughter. You got to go. You said that to him? I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because it was, that's how much of a shock it was to see what he was really about. When all the things came to light, I was like, Holy fuck, man. Oh, well, then he wasn't your friend because your friend wouldn't have done those things. Exactly. Right. It's. But I trusted him and I didn't get jaded about it. it just as what I it got is. hurt and I don't like being disappointed. I got let down. Some abandonment popped up, some insecure, whatever, but I worked through that. But it, I, I didn't say, well, I'm not going to fucking trust anybody. You said you got to go. You're just not bearing fruit. You gotta go, man. I didn't burn the whole. Bur- I didn't burn the whole bush. I just trimmed that vine that wasn't. Yeah. You're not gonna get your thorns in my fucking family, man. I have a buddy that likes to say, um, uh, "Every man is my superior in some way," and from and in that way, I learn from him. And he says, "Every man," and he ma- uh, he was making it a point because he was uh, he spent some time in Africa. And uh, uh, he's just a good, kind-hearted, strong man. And, you know, with these racially things, shit going on, That's I think that's what he was alluding to. But I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to add to it. I'm going to say every good man. Every good man is my superior in some way. And and because I can, I can approach it hat in hand when I talk to you, when I talk to Darren, and then I feel are good men. I know they're superior to me in in some way, maybe not in every way, maybe not in everything, you know, uh, uh, but in some way he is, and so I, I, I'm I'm willing to learn, because oh, from a good man, right, I can trust him, and so if I find out that I was vulnerable and I trusted you, and it turns out you were being a piece of shit to your lady, man. Like we've we've said this in the past too. I'm gonna hold a funeral for you in my mind. I'm gonna put I'm gonna throw some flowers down on your casket. And grab your wife's titty on the way out. And <laughs> actually, you don't have a wife. 
Yeah, she's single. She's single. And and like I said earlier, you know, I'm going to melt her panties into her pocket <laughs> right on the way out. <laughs> you know, for sure, man. No, worthy of being trampled underfoot. It's, uh, no, you got to let them go. Got to cut that poison out of your life. If if they're not bearing fruit, if they're not making you better, then uh, you got you to gotta let it go. Uh, I'm not saying in, any offense is, is worthy of that, but no. when it's right, it's right. When you feel it, and you will. You can close your eyes right now, and I'll touch you on the hand. You would know that I'm touching you on the hand because you can fucking feel it. You know. And then it's it's just so ju- don't waste any time fretting over it. Just let them go, man. Let them go. And like you said, they might end up being uh, finding somebody that's their puzzle piece that has what they were missing. And then, then they're squared away, you know. But no, man, I, I'm not I'm not losing any sleep over that ever again. I'm too old for it, man. I don't need it. You know, I was taught. Uh, the the biggest disservice we can do for one another as men is to allow each other to be insincere. And just, I mean, I mean, for me that 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 means that you could sit here and sing me a song, but I know if you leave this hotel room and uh, you're gonna go do some shady shit, there's there's gonna be a piece of me that's gonna know, and I'm just gonna be like, man, I just can't do it. Do, and and that's why your funeral won't be full. But everybody there would be a real motherfucker. motherfucker that's right. <laughs> everybody there would be a real motherfucker. There, there will be cowboys and pirates, uh, and there'll be social distancing because <laughs> it won't be because it'll be empty as well. <laughs> they'll have the room to stretch out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Man, uh, thank you for for coming down, man. This oh, is a uh, always therapeutic, and and I. I um, I'm glad that we're getting this out there and then people are getting an, uh, an opportunity to, to, to hear it and, and hopefully pick something up, you know? And so, so remember Pac-Man and don't get caught up chasing those pills, you know? Uh, you deserve a life of all cherries, right? That's right. You just, you cast those, those ghosts out and, and Ryan suggested therapy today. And if you're ready to make that step, man, I'm fucking all for it. Have at it. You know, I think I, I'm not ready for it, but I know that I am uh, ready for small discipline, like small discipline steps. Taking that cold shower, burning some of that hate out, uh, even still, <laughs> dude, uh, changing the music. Oh, well, we got it. It's what we feed us, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're feeding yourself, if you're watching the news, if you're watching social media and you're, you're being driven by all that, I'm not going to get in a rant about fucking media. But let's just say that's a food. That's a source, right? Something you consume. We are what we consume. If you put trash in, you're going to get trash out. If you're eating bullshit food, you're going to get bullshit results. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to be cranky. You're going to be fucking, it's going to be hard to focus. It's gonna, it sucks. Your stomach's going to be fucked up. It's in the summer now in Texas and we're working outside. We're not going to eat fucking enchiladas for breakfast. That's stupid. You know, don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah. What are you, stupid? But it's the same thing with the music you listen to. Well, I don't watch the fucking news. 
I know what's going on. I, I don't know. I, if there's a tornado, my fucking sirens will go off and my phone will let me know. You know, I don't watch the news. I check the weather on my phone. I understand what's going on. I'm it it's I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. That but they're my opinions. They're how I'm living my life. Yeah, what I do is I get up and I fucking man, I get up and I get in the cold shower. And you know, we've invested in things that might not make sense to people that you look at and you're like, well, that must be nice or whatever, whatever it is, you know, but like we have that sauna in the house, you know, that was something we invested in instead of going on vacation that year. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we, that brings us health and joy and it helps us. So I get up and I sit in that fucking thing and I hang out with my dogs and I meditate and I take time to wake up and then I go work with my hands and, and try to be of service to other people. I try to fix where I've wronged people. I make it amends when I've, when I've done wrong. I take an inventory at night to see where I've caused any hurt, jealousy, pain, or envy. And, and I try to make that right the next day, whether directly or indirectly. All I can do is worry about my family and my world and be of service to those around me any way I can. And if I am, I just want to be usefully whole. But if I spend all my time listening to fucking crazy music and like, dude, you know, we're talking about letting Putin in the house, you know, because I finally got the uh, Alexa. Mm-hmm. One, of the fun, one of the things I love in the morning is um, Alexa play uh, Mexican club music. And it's just crazy dance music going through the whole house and then that's my fucking morning and my wife wakes up and she gets up and i fucking hug her until her back cracks and then we're just dancing around the house having a great time who the fuck the dogs are happy that's fucking delightful (laughs) yeah when abby's over i wake her up with music sometimes she's cool with it sometimes she's not but she's a teenager you know i mean i've just had to learn my wife used to say, choose happiness. And I'm like, man, fucking, it's not a tank top. You know, this is yeah. me. Just like we've had these conversations. This is fucking me. This is who I am at the core. Well, it's not. That's a result of your past, your traumas, your decisions, your environment, what you were taught. That doesn't mean your mom and dad necessarily did a bad job. They were doing the best they could do. Like, my mom was did the best that she could do. I got you. You know, she never woke up and said, I'm going to be an asshole to my kids. Anything but. She's doing the best she can do. My dad woke up and said, oh, they're fine. I'll take care of myself today. <laughs> you know, he did that for multiple years in a row. Um, and currently. But, that, so that's that's all I can continue to do. Because it's daily maintenance. You know? If you're not working out and you want to start getting in shape, Get up and do five push-ups and then go about your day and then tomorrow do 10 and just do start somewhere. It's the same thing with the therapy, with your friends. It doesn't mean you cut everybody off, fucking kill that whole bush. You, 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 try, to, you try to work through each friend and you're like, hey, man, uh, you ever get scared that we're not going to be enough? And if that motherfucker looks at you like, 
no, stupid. I'm scared that we're going to miss the game. You know, or I'm scared you're going to keep talking about this shit. <laughs> then that dude, I'm not, I mean, he's, that's just, that's his best. So maybe, yeah. maybe that's not the dude you go to when you want to talk about, about that. Yeah. yeah. So you find the dudes and you seek out those mentors and those friends and those spiritual guides and, and the guys that you can call and talk to and have these fucking conversations. We didn't know each other before we met at CrossFit. Nope. No, we met. You were at seven. You did an open workout with with Dragon at seven, and then he brought you to the shop. The shop, and then that's where we met, and slowly became friends. There was no like, "Hey, man, I'll show you my butthole if you'll show me yours." That was Rosie for five dollars mm-hmm. on that job. How about it? She's definitely shown her butthole for five dollars. Oh yeah, God! What was her name? David would know. Throw him under the bus. Were you there when we helped her move her trailer? Uh huh. Her house. Yeah, because I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what are we doing this?" For? And you and you said, uh, "Man, she's a human being." And I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> 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 the full. I ran the full gamut of fucks. <laughs> that, that one short moment. Yeah. I was like, "You're right." Okay. So we were working on this job, and. We'll tell that story real quick. This is a good story. Oh, it's Maybe crazy. the name will come to us. Mm-hmm. So we're working on the job. Roxy. 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 Mm-hmm. And she was from California, wasn't she? That oh, I don't I don't know. think that was her real name. That was her hoe name. Yeah. Um, so we're working on this job over off Rosedale. In 35. In 35. So it was a fucking hood. Mm-hmm. Um, New York Avenue over in Fort Worth and... They're doing this new um, project, and we were on it for a long time. And so we were right in the middle of the hood, and it was usually just us. And there was a lot of visibility, so we were, we were, we spoke to everybody over there. And there was this this girl, and it was cold at that time. And this little bitty woman, she was tiny maybe five foot tall, hundred something pounds. She comes rolling up. I'll never forget. She was wearing like a big jacket that she got from the Salvation Army, I guess, or somewhere like that, or just found under a bridge, a men's coat, like a, like a XL hot pants and vinyl go-go boots up past her knees. Mm-hmm. I remember she was dragging that cooler. It was a brand new cooler with the stickers on brand it. Brand new. Like somebody just dropped it off for her. And so she drags that up the road to somewhere and comes back happy as fuck without the cooler. Had a had a stovepipe of, of like strawberry malt liquor. Yeah. And was just fucking happy as a two-peckered puppy. High-stepping like a rooster in wet mm-hmm. grass. And David didn't want to have anything to do with that. We're going to talk to her. At some point, she said hey to us, and we're like, hey, what's up, you know? She had a trailer home uh, on one, uh, like, across the street from our job site. She had, like, a 1960s model single-wheel pop-up camper. Or not pop-up, but a, a little <laughs> yeah, camper. exactly. That looks like a little old, bubble. Old, old, old. Yeah, 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 exactly. With, 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 like, foil on the windows and sheets, and that's where she'd turn her tricks. It was right across the street from a pimp's house who lived in those uh-huh. shotgun houses that were condemned. Yeah. And we would witness screaming and never saw him like out there whipping on her. But you'd see, 
you know, middle-aged white dudes come rolling up in their Tahoes or whatever and hop in the trailer and 10 minutes out, trailers start rocking and they fucking leave. And it was not uncommon for that girl to be geeked out running around. Geeked out. Freezing fucking cold outside. She didn't have any damn clothes on hardly. Well, the law would come fuck with her and like code enforcement, but they knew her. So they'd run her off. She'd come back and whatever. She had a toilet bowl mm-hmm. sitting outside. And uh, I was like, that's, that's. Well, that's just trashy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, hmm. <laughs> that is too far. So it's from the, the help. I'm going I'm <laughs> to contact the HOA. <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, I drove by just, I uh, just don't fucking drove by. Oh, man, it was a weird time. But anyway, I, I got close uh, from my car and saw there was toilet paper on the ground littered around it. She'd been shitting in that toilet, man. Have been shitting in the toilet. <sighs> she flipped out one day, and I can't remember if it was you or David. Somebody whistled at me, and I went and looked, and she was running back and forth in that road in her bra and panties, screaming. I mean, completely losing her fucking mind. And she was high as a kite, and the law showed up. It was a bad deal, but the end of it was that they were going to run her off. She had to move her, her camper or her trailer, so we... We went and hitched up to it and, and basically moved 30 it. 30 feet. Yeah. Just moved it in under the trees off the street and then the, the law was cool about it. They're like, yeah, whatever. The fucking human. Just, yeah. just out there hustling. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a little heartbreaking. To, but, man, uh, my heart's not big enough to shoulder her burden. Grazie. Uh, if you're out there. Yeah, have at it. Yeah. Uh, Remember that time I parked my Jetta in the shade and the cops called my wife? Yeah. The cops called the numbers that are registered to the to the vehicle, mm-hmm. mine and Alyssa. They called me, and I didn't know the number, so I side-buttoned them. So they called Alyssa's number and were like, hey, your car is parked over here where, you know, dudes usually... <laughs> fucking other dudes? Fucking other dudes and uh, for money. Or whatever, you know, uh, turning tricks. So, uh, <laughs> this was like, what the fuck? So, I called the cop back, too, and I was like, man, I'm working. I was just parking in the shade. Do you have? Do you really call my wife? You motherfucker. Yeah, there's a fucking whore, literally, right there. Taking a shit in the toilet right now. On the street, and you're fucking blowing up my spot? What if I did have a side piece? The fuck, man? Keep fucking yeah. Blowing up my spot for it, bro. You're just fucking. Anyway, brother, I got an early day tomorrow, man. I'm uh, I'm very thankful, and 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 my heart is full tonight. And so, uh, man, I know I'm gonna sleep well, and I, and I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful for this and this opportunity as always. Um, uh, hopefully there was there was less fucks in this one. That's one more. There's one more fuck. But there was less. I know there was. There was definitely less than Darren and I's episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you know you didn't even talk about my jorts or the, oh, or the yeah. commercial I was in. Oh, man. I thought we were going to start with that. Oh, man. I, I just, Dude, I really wanted to, uh, to get into some spiritual health on this episode. I, I really was. But uh, uh, Ryan... Uh, 
was in a gay pride commercial. Yep. And love is love, and I'm happy for that. Some dudes are married dudes. Fuck out. Don't care at all. Uh, but so Ryan in turn has taken that vibe and just created his own uh, kind of pseudo home vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Without sucking any dicks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not fair. That's a shitty thing you're doing to the gay dudes. Because you're like this hot piece of ass. And they're like, he's obviously gay. Because he's wearing thigh-high jorts. And so they're like, he's for sure gay and an OU fan. He is a Sooner. <laughs> it means nothing to me. Uh, you know, college baseball is gospel, man. It's We're in Austin. Yeah, we are. So I understand. You're being yeah. hateful right now. Uh yeah, I got. I got it's not of, your words; it's your tone. We went from spiritual mountain <laughs> to sucking on just the tip, <laughs> just a little dicks, a couple of dicks. Well, I was in a gay pride commercial. Yeah, and that's cool, man. A buddy of mine sent me a message. Said, "Hey, I'm shooting a commercial. It's for the Denver Gay Pride Parade mm-hmm. because they they can't have it this year, so they're doing it. They're doing a online one, and I need to shoot a commercial. And I really like this guy. He's a he's a solid motherfucker. He's just a cool guy." And I said, uh, uh, well, bro, I'm straight. Does that disqualify me? And, and he said, uh, no, man, I need somebody fucking manly. Come, c- please come do it. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Because I wholeheartedly so, uh, support that community. Yeah, certainly. Like, I don't look at people and see a gay guy. I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't look at people and see a black guy. Or Mexican. I just see people. Okay. I mean, that's something that I just... I wasn't always like that. Yeah, yeah. So you're proud to to be supportive, which is what that whole movement is. That I think that's why they say pride, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, I would imagine for them, it's 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 living life uh, without um, without any shame in who they are. And so the opposite mm. of shame is pride. Here I am. There you go. There you go. I get it now. But for me, it's uh, I get to support a community that I love. A lot of my deepest, greatest friends are homosexual. And I get to support, not you. <laughs> How said, dare you? I said a lot. That's some backhanded shit. <laughs> and, I, and man, it was fucking fun. Sure. And so, uh, and I got to dance around in, uh, booty shorts and booty shorts. Yeah. I didn't have to. I'm wearing shorts now and they're of the appropriate length. <laughs> you cannot see that I sat in gum. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, brother, I love yeah. you. I love you too very much, man. Thank you so much for coming and, uh, happy Father's Day. Happy fucking Father's Day, bro. I respect you so much as a dad. I love your family. You, you, I don't even think you realize how much you've changed and transformed since we've met. I, I just don't even, I don't I even, hope so. It's, I mean, it's, it's like one of those deals where you turn around and you're like, how the, how the fuck, how did that happen? You know what I mean? Man, thank you. But you're welcome. And thank you because I, I get to be on that journey with you. And I'm so fucking proud of you, man. And, and, and you fight it fucking tooth and nail. Like, even with all the fucking 
I ain't ready. I ain't there yet. I ain't there yet. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man. But we're just going to take this little half step over here. Just a little baby step. <laughs> hey, come over here and look at this, man. Check this out. <laughs> and, yeah. And now here we are. And and you can't unknow the shit we've shared. You know. You know when you're getting into something and it's like, man, this ain't where I need to fucking Mm-mm. be. No. No. It's, it's when the light starts going dim. And you're like, oh, fucking comfortable here i was born in the dark yeah that's uh, but uh, but again man i also know that the accountability is real and that's what's helped uh, um because there is this is a definitive five-man roster and it is what it is so you have to keep up with the team if you want to play varsity ball and so uh this team is about uh, spiritual and physical health and so uh it just is what it is and emotional and emotional and emotional health so if you want to be toxic in any one of those categories like legitimately toxic then you can't be on this team and i being on this team means so much to me that it, it means more to me than having that drink or than to stepping out on my wife or being a piece of shit or being uh, emotionally negligent or, or, or negligent. And uh, uh, so really this, I know, I know you don't, I know you went through some, some stuff with other relationships and, and so you don't project your shit and you don't judge and whatever, but keep you, the accountability is real and it's, it's not wasted on me. Like I'm, I'm very aware of it. And so I do, there is a portion of the motivation of all these changes that was, I don't want to let the team down. I don't want to let you down. I don't want to let Caleb down. You know, uh, I, I want to be, a, I don't want to let Alyssa down. I don't want to let Luke down. I have to keep up my end of the bargain and being a member of this team. And that's very real. Day to day, fucking every day, I think about that. And it keeps me uh, away from that blue bottle, man. It's not because I don't like tequila. I love it. Yeah, it's not because I don't enjoy chasing skirt or what the, what the fuck ever it is. Yeah. I love cocaine and whiskey. Oh, golly, man. Who, who doesn't? It was made by the gods. Assholes. That's Yeah, impressive. fucking the dudes that invented Goruck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to go. I, right, gotta I go. love you, brother. I love you very much, man. So, uh, Oh. Love runs it. downhill. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, man. It's been a while uh, for tuning in and listening, and I hope you got something from it, man. Just uh, reach out to one another. Find somebody you can talk to and you can trust, and and if you have any questions, reach out to us. Um, You do not have to be perfect, but you do got to be present. Love runs downhill. I'm Ryan. I'm Cody. See ya. Adios. Adios.